0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, November 19th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, As the line between higher education and preparing people for work blurs, Missouri's colleges are steering students toward degree programs where jobs are abundant. You may have heard Corinne Ruffs reporting on this blending of higher education and workforce development yesterday, but some professors say ignoring the humanities may be short-sighted. There's a disconnect between that and what employers tell us, that there still is a huge need for the skill sets that the liberal arts bring. That story in just a few minutes. But first, the news. Missouri Governor Mike Parson has announced a new education campaign against youth vaping. The effort follows the vaping-related deaths of two people in the state, and dozens more have become sick. Here's St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll.
1: The campaign targets teens to make sure they understand that vaping is harmful to their health, just like cigarettes. They'll see ads on YouTube, Instagram, and Snapchat. There's no additional state funding going to this campaign. Parsons says he's not ready to ban any of the products, but didn't offer much guidance for lawmakers in the upcoming session either. The simple thing we know is it's a problem. And what we're really trying to do by what we're doing with the executive order and from the governor's office and the directors, trying to get out in front of a problem that could could explode on us. Parson didn't support a ban on just the flavored vaping products. He wouldn't sign on to any U.S. lawsuits targeting vaping and didn't think higher taxes on the products would be a good answer either. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: The St. Louis Board of Aldermen is contemplating a plan to source all of the city's electricity from wind and solar energy by 2035. Environmental lawyers and advocates recommend the city increase energy efficiency in buildings, install solar panels, and purchase wind energy. Board of Alderman President Lewis Reed says pursuing clean energy will improve the local economy. That means more jobs for a lot of the young people that are out of work today, right? It means uh, families who struggle to make their utility bills now will, will be able to come closer to being able to afford those basic necessities. Reed says the cost is difficult to measure since the plan is the first of many steps before the city achieves any clean energy goals. Felicia Shaw has resigned as executive director of the Regional Arts Commission of St. Louis, otherwise known as RAC. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. Shaw had been in the job since May 2015. RAC announced that she has already stepped down. Board Chair Montlevy did not provide a specific reason for her departure. Felicia made a decision, which we mutually agreed with, for her to resign and uh, move on to... Uh as she has described her next adventure. Shaw took over from Jill McGuire, who founded RAC in 1985. The organization has since distributed over $100 million to artists and arts organizations. Celia Hostler, a former chief operating officer for COCA, is now interim director of RAC. The organization plans to make a permanent hire within nine months. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Public Radio will carry NPR's live coverage of today's impeachment inquiry hearings in Washington. They are expected to last most of the day. Our regularly scheduled programs will be streaming at stlpublicradio.org or on the station's app. That stream will be listed as KWMU1 regularly scheduled programs. As Missouri students spend more to earn college degrees, they want assurances there will be jobs when they graduate. So administrators at public universities have started steering them toward in-demand professions like nursing, as we heard yesterday in Corinne Ruff's report. But that shift toward workforce development has left some liberal arts students and professors feeling snubbed. Reporter Ellie Moxley explains.
1: When Michael Mason arrived at the University of Central Missouri as a freshman, he thought he wanted to study criminal justice. When that didn't really fit, he switched to business management. But the accounting class he had to take was incredibly dull. And as I was sitting in that class, I realized that this was terrible. I was going to be doing anything involving this. I was not going to be happy, and I needed to major in history. His parents weren't exactly thrilled. That was about all I got, was pushback. Um, The first question that my parents asked me was, Um, what are you going to do? Mason's mentor, UCM history professor John Taylor, has heard that before from college administrators looking to cut costs.
0: You know, you have to take a degree that we know that there's a job. There's a disconnect between that and what employers tell us that there still is a huge need for the skill sets that the liberal arts bring.
1: He gets it, All of Missouri's public colleges and universities are under intense pressure to help students graduate with less debt. And funneling students into professions-based majors all but guarantees a return on investment. But it's always been a point of pride for Taylor that students could get a well-rounded liberal arts education at UCM for a fraction of the cost of private colleges and even other public colleges in Missouri.
0: We have nine faculty members that we that we can take students around the world. We are still able to do that, even though given some of the changes and reorganization that we went through.
1: Last year, the College of Arts, Humanities and Social Sciences at UCM almost got dissolved into the three other colleges, education, health sciences and business. It would have saved at least $600,000 a year at a time when the Missouri governor proposed slashing funding for higher ed. Mason is in grad school now, but this was his senior year. There were a lot of students that were very frustrated with the lack of transparency because it was, it was obvious that the university was not valuing of uh, the arts, humanities, and social sciences college. State lawmakers ended up negotiating a compromise. They'd hold funding steady if college administrators agreed to cap tuition increases at 1%. At UCM, administrators walked back on the dramatic restructuring and instead did away with department chairs. A new president took over. Roger Best says a well-rounded liberal arts education is still part of every UCM degree while many prospective students and their families are focused on whether their degree will make them money.
0: Families think about affordability as it relates to getting a job. They want to go to college to make sure they get a good job, and that may drive them to professions-based majors.
1: But the line between higher education and workforce development keeps blurring. At Maple Woods Community College in North Kansas City, Kyle Anderson instructs future teachers— He's a former high school history teacher himself, and he got his degree from UCM.
0: I was um, a very intense individual wanting to raise a lot of little historians in my classroom.
1: He used to do things like fry up thick slices of spam to serve while his students read about meatpacking plants during the Industrial Revolution. But when there were opportunities to advance his career, he left the classroom. He worked his way up to social studies coordinator and was eventually overseeing career and technical education for the North Kansas City schools. And he started to understand that there were good jobs out there that didn't require students go to college.
0: We have compelled students to go to a four-year school and earn a traditional degree, oftentimes without a pathway for a next step has put us in a position where we have some significant gaps in the job market right now.
1: One of the gaps is in education. Missouri's colleges and universities aren't turning out enough teachers, especially in hard-to-fill subject areas like math and science. That's why Anderson likes his job at Maple Woods so much. It helps future teachers get into the classroom without incurring lots of debt. I'm Ellie Moxley.
0: And if you missed Corinne Ruff's report yesterday on the push to combine higher education and workforce development, go to stlpublicradio.org. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, at Wayne Radio on Twitter. And from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway.